Stay tuned for Love Talk with the love ladies, Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love talking today about the joy for the journey, living, loving, and the thrill of God's good news. Thank you, Gavin. Uh, this is Evelyn Davison. We're in studio today, and we're having a good time already in studio <laughs> with our good friend, Ms. Carrie Brinkater, uh, Coach Brinkater. And our theme this week is um, it, it, we're going into a new series, and it's God is Good. You know, we look at what's going on in our world, um, uh, and it, Carrie, and it's pretty scary out there on the on Main Street of America. You know, Miss Evelyn, it is, and I think that we always have to bring ourselves back to understanding that our our Lord is so much bigger than we can even imagine. And God is good. The theme for today, God is good, and our topic for today is having a voice for good. Mm-hmm. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. Proverbs one twenty. You know, Miss Evelyn, uh, since uh, since our last presidential election, we have seen an outpouring in many different directions of uh, voices that have been loud, Mm -hmm. some for just the purposes of being loud and being heard, and some for the purposes of calling attention to good. Mm -hmm. And I I, I think that it's even more more prevalent today. I know that uh, before I was born, back in the 60s, everybody used to say, you know, that... uh, there was protest and all the time, and you know people were were passionate about things, and I feel like that is definitely coming around full circle today as we hear lots of different voices every day. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss Evelyn, we have been without our good friend oh. Miss Kathy Enderbrock for many many weeks, and we are so she's a beautiful, gifted writer, and we're so happy that she has prepared our show for us today, A Voice for Good, and she is calling in to our studio today from Boise, Idaho. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Evelyn. Oh, I have missed you guys so much. It has been an amazing summer, but I I just can't believe it's been so long since we've gotten together. And Carrie, I have to tell you, one of the highlights of our summer was having you and Ashley and um, Kinsey and Logan out and having that pickup game of basketball with y'all over at the Ambrose School. We had such a good time seeing you guys this summer. Oh, my stars, friends, listeners, this is awesome. So Kathy has uh, three girls, right? And uh, her husband, Eric, wasn't home at the time. But so with her three girls and Kathy and my family of four, we played a pickup game of basketball at their school, and Kathy and I got in there and mixed it up. It was awesome. <laughs> we had a, a fantastic time. Thank you for opening your home for us, Kathy. Our visit was way too short, um, but we were we were at her house less than 24 hours, Miss Evelyn, but it was an absolutely beautiful time, and we did have a great time seeing you and the girls, and I tell you, Boise, Idaho is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a gorgeous place. Well, we're so happy to have you you today, Kathy. Now, Miss Evelyn, you had a, a great, you've had a great week, and you, as always, you've got many things on your plate. <laughs> well, we did. Uh, we had the big conference up in Belton, and uh, the you're the apple of my eye, and it was very uh, unusual in certain parts of it. My good friend Tammy Bennett went with me, and then uh, two of my um, young women, professional women that I've been working with. Uh, and we really had a good time. It was different from anything I have ever done. 
and uh, I, I, we really enjoy it. Preparing now, we'll be doing some training with out in uh, Leander with uh, some of the different uh, organizations as they're preparing for the new year, and that's on the plate. And uh, uh, one of the things that is so important, I think, right now with our nation, as you mentioned, we really need to be praying for uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, and all of the committees and the meetings and the organization that are coming together right now for 2019. And so there are a lot of things going on in our world. Um, when you get to be old, <laughs> a lot more things than, you know, we ever anticipated to be involved in. But that's what God calls us to do. He wants us to have a voice in the time in which we live and have that voice be a good voice. I tell you what, that is exactly right. Our voice is important. And Kathy, tell tell us about our theme for today. You know what? Well, I love this theme for the season that um, Evelyn has has really wanted us to focus on. That God is is good, and it's this incredibly profound, simple truth that can transform our lives. And I mean, Carrie, Evelyn, you know, the world would try to convince us that good is good. That whatever seems good is good. Whatever feels good is good. Whatever starts good or, or ends good or sounds good, that that's good. But that is a very skewed view of, of good that guarantees a, a miserable life. And I mean, Carrie Evelyn, friends, love talk friends, we don't want a miserable life. We want a mighty life, a good life. And that is what we are going to pursue this season with Love Talk is the good life beginning with God. Um, because God says only I am good. And so if we want to have a voice for good, that has got to start with God. And so we have each been given a voice. Some sound um, much prettier than others. Some are much more wise than others. Um, but we're going to learn how to use our voice for good because we're going to get into this incredible story about Ahab and Elijah and how God basically gets the people to use their voice when they do not want to use their voice. You know, that's so interesting, Kathy. We are uh, in the days ahead. We're going to be uh, broadcasting uh, Facebook uh we're on kind of on trial today and doing some things. And uh, so our voice is now extended wider and wider than it's been in our 33 years and uh, 11 months <laughs> of love talking. Uh, and it's going to be very exciting as we move into this era, new era. And Carrie, I know with your family, you've, you've really had a big summer too, or it's time to go to work, my sunshine. Absolutely. It's a fun time of year for me. This time of year, I'm not, uh, doing any uh, coaching per se. I, I get to be a mama in the stands. My daughter, uh, ran her first high school cross country race this past weekend. Um, over 240 kids participating. And she got second place. Mm. I tell you, friends, I was that mom. You know, that mom? Like, she rounded the corner, and she started off strong, but I hadn't seen her for about half a mile. And I, I, as she comes around the corner, and she's about a half mile from the finish, she is in second place. And I, I lost my mind. I became <laughs> that mom. I was like, whoa! You know, I, I, anyways, it was so fun to watch her. And 
I can't wait to watch my son run this coming weekend. It's going to be so fun and watching them play volleyball and football. It's just a great time. You know, I was reminded as this week was um, our 17th anniversary of 9-11, the bombing of the Twin Towers. And the show's so timely, Kathy, that, you know, our kids weren't born yet. And so to have conversations about what that time was like 17 years ago, how we all felt whenever we saw the towers um, crumble, how we felt when we saw people having to make a decision. Kathy, we talk about that today in our program. They had to make a decision on whether or not to burn to death or potentially jump out of a window to their death. It, It was a time whenever I think it caused all of America to stop and reflect and for us to decide where will our voice be heard? What will our voice stand for? And Kathy, you know, that's a very modern day example. But this, uh, I tell you what, Ahab and Elijah have quite a story, a place in history, God's chosen history. Tell us a little bit about that, Kath. We've got about three minutes before our break. Okay, well, I want to, uh, you know, all of our listening friends, if you want, if you're at home, obviously, and you're in a car, you just get to enjoy and listen. But if you're at home, you can grab your Bibles and flip into First Kings uh, chapter 18. And First um, Kings, you'll find that before uh, Job and the Psalms, the little bit left of the center of your Old Testament. And um, so I, I'll just try and round out the characters really quick here. This is a, approximately about... 865 BC, so before Christ, and um, King David has has come and gone. King Solomon has come and gone. We are about six kings after King Solomon, and it is King Ahab. And uh, King Ahab has this wife Jezebel, not a great woman. The Northern <laughs> Kingdom and Southern Kingdom of Israel have been divided. Um, they're, they're on somewhat friendly terms. Um, King Jehoshaphat is with the southern kingdom, um, which we will come to know as Judah or where the Jews came from. This, the, the northern kingdom has, and so the southern kingdom at this point under King Jehoshaphat is following God. The northern kingdom is under King Ahab and uh, his wife Jezebel, and they are uh, really falling away from God and pursuing this idol called Baal. And um, this this is incredible because Ahab's reign, this is all recorded as well outside of the Bible. Um, this Assyrian king, Shalmaneser III, also gives accounts of King Ahab and the northern kingdom of Israel in the Battle of Karkar in 853 B.C. So again, we see this all lining up with archaeological um, evidence, but King Ahab has embraced the idol ball. Um, the idol ball is like the male counterpart of the female Asherah, and so he is the god of fertility and war. I, you know, how do those go together? I, I can't figure that out either. But anyway, the crazy thing is this: now archaeologists have found a huge. Um, uh, statues of Baal, and there's mm-hmm. a big, huge bowl sitting in his lap. And what this bowl was used for, it was in the temple. It would people would keep a fire in it. You know, the priests of Baal would keep a fire, and people could come and toss 
their um, offerings into this fire. And the most, the best offering to give was human offspring. Mm. And so people would bring their human offspring, their mm. babies, and toss mm. them into this fire in Ball's lap as an offering. And if a person didn't have a child of their own, they could purchase uh, a baby from the temple because there were lots of temple prostitutes. So there were lots of unwanted babies that you could purchase as your offering. And so you can imagine how this was really, uh, God was not happy with this. The, I mean, this was a horrific, horrific thing. And so God sends Elijah to confront Ahab and God also holds back the the water. So there has been no rain in the northern kingdom of Israel for three years when we step into this mm-hmm. story. And it's primarily an agricultural um, economy. So you can imagine no rain, no harvest, no harvest, nothing for the animals, no water to drink, no food for the people. Uh, it's uh, the God is getting people's attention. Wow. Friends, you won't want to miss the... The next part of this story, um, God sends his prophet Elijah to confront Ahab. And we find out what kind of voices were heard right after these messages, right here on Love Talk. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You are listening to The Bridge, today's Christian talk right here in Austin, Texas, 1120 AM and 101 FM. You have found the love ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader with my beautiful friend, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and, of course, Kathy Indebrock, who is beautifully telling us the story. Uh, it's a brutal story. I mean, just to be honest, there's a lot of things in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, that... We look back on and go, holy cow, what? Mm-hmm. Wow, that was going on. Uh, Kathy just explained to us that uh, King King Ahab was in charge. And, and let's be real. I mean, Jezebel, his wife, she was really in charge. <laughs> I mean, she, she convinced Ahab mm-hmm. to worship. Um, Kathy pronounces it Baal. Some of you may have have heard it pronounced Baal, same yeah. B-A-A-L, same same thing. And they were making statues to Baal, giant statues where uh, people were coming into the temple to to throw their their sacrifices. And they were mm-hmm. sacrificing babies. That was the highest form of sacrifice. And Kathy, it, it, it all it never ceases to shock me and draw my attention back when I hear the phrase temple prostitutes. Mm-hmm. It's just such an oxymoron. Um, but this is what was going on. This is how quickly things had fallen, how quickly uh, sin had taken over, uh, that there was just this proliferation of of temple prostitutes. And so there were babies that people could buy to sacrifice to this God called Baal. Now, Miss Evelyn, you know, these are things that happened in the Old Testament, right? But they're so applicable to our lives today. And I think we can learn so much from these stories. Do you see anything that we have in common with the people during this time in Israel's history? You know, I think we do. It's very evident that it's a duplication. Uh, one of the things that not only came out of uh, this particular time with Ahab was um, the sacrifice that they were all making to get what they wanted. Mm. Uh, but it was also the division in a nation. And so it, it, at that time, and even fast forward, uh, Israel and Judah separated in, in government, in mind, in heart. And that's kind of a little bit like we are today in America with the political system we have. But when we look at the women today, uh, they still sacrifice babies in pursuit of personal success or job success or even wealth or, or favor or convenience. You know, I'll, I'll have a baby later. I'll, uh, you know, so that part of, and then I'm wanting babies from, um, the wrong kind of sexual conduct uh, or sacrifice. And it's it's not that they're not worth anything. It's just that they don't want to value them. And the voice that the, the abortion uh, industry has in this nation now is very, very strong, much like the time we're talking about. But, you know, the people of God are not following God wholeheartedly or but... And today in America, to the extent that we have a lot of idols and uh, activities. And, you know, especially right now, I think the thing as we go into this new football season is the dishonoring of our flag. Uh, Carrie, I don't know how you feel about that. But see, that's like saying to God, you know, what's the difference? What is the difference? 
Well, I and think freedom. I think we have a choice, Miss Evelyn, to use our voice for good or use our voice to make noise. And there's a proper way to go about things. I am all for the First Amendment and the freedom of speech. I I think that whether you disagree with me or not, you have a right to say the things that you feel passionate about. That that is what our men and women of this country of this nation have fought for. And so I'm thankful for mm-hmm. our freedom of speech. It's the way we choose to go about it, yeah. Miss Evelyn, that uh, I think will cause people to look at it in a positive way or a negative way. And and so, you know, ho- however you feel about the flag, I think the first thing to remember is that we have the freedom um, to express our opinions and our voices Um I love this nation, and I love this flag, and I love what it stands for. And so, yes, Miss Evelyn, our voices can be used for good or they can be used to make noise. And right now in our story of, of Kings, you know, there, there's, there's been no rain for three years. God is trying to get people's attention. We're at the point in this story where it literally has not rained for three years. This is an agriculture society. So without water for harvest and livestock, the economy is falling apart and people are starving. God was basically producing a drought to remove his provision and have the people experience a hardship so that they would have to decide mm-hmm. about where their voice would fall. Now, Kathy, again, this is this is a story from Kings, but it's so applicable to our lives today. Has God ever gotten your attention by bringing a drought to you or removing his provision from you? <laughs> okay. You know, this is one of the things that I love about God is that he pursues us and he pursues us relentlessly and uh, yeah, he will use hardship to get our attention. Now, he loves to bless us. His, I mean, his default is blessing. That's what he wants to do. But if he needs to get our attention and hardship is the only way to do it, he will bring hardship. And yeah, Carrie, I mean, we've, we've been there. Eric and I, um, you know, it wasn't during a time of, of disobedience, but it was a time when Eric and I were, uh, how do you say we were kind of newly following God? We had been Christians for a long time, but we had never uh, really pursued God wholeheartedly. We had really pursued our careers. We had kind of worn the title of Christian, but hadn't really um, spent time um, with God. We, we, you know, uh, we were in Australia and just started really going to church because we wanted to and not because our parents kind of forced us to. And um, God did a number of things with us in Australia. And one of those things was that he changed our priorities and told us, you know, go back to the United States. I want you to go back to the United States. Um, I'm done with you here. You're, you know, we uh, we wanted to start a family, whereas before we had never wanted a family. And so we uh we were obedient. And so Eric and I resigned from our jobs. We came back to the United States and we were so sure, Carrie Evelyn, that we were going to get jobs straight away. I mean, we were educated. We had brilliant careers in Australia. We were going to come back to the States and step right into amazing jobs or so we thought. 
We went months and months back in the States, no good job leads, no calls for interviews, no callbacks after interviews, nothing. And we had been so convinced that we were going to step right into amazing jobs that we actually used uh, the very large majority of our, of our savings to buy a bar, to buy a car, uh, because we thought, well, you know, we're going to need to get around. We want to visit family a little bit before we accept these amazing jobs we're going to get. <laughs> so let's go buy a car. Yeah. And so, okay, big dumb move. Okay. So, um, anyway, we moved back to the United States in December. And in May, found out I was pregnant, which was supposed to be great news, but I didn't have, neither of us had a job. And so now all of a sudden, we're looking for jobs, and we have a baby on the way, and we have no insurance. So things are starting to get a little bit uh, difficult for us. And then um, in by uh, June... So may we find out we're pregnant. June, Eric's parents remind us, hey, you've been with us for six months now. <laughs> and officially, you know, where we're living, we're not supposed to have house guests for more than six months. So you guys kind of need to figure out what you're doing. And we thought, oh, my gosh, what what are we going to do? Like, we don't really have we don't we can't buy a house. We you know, we really don't have almost any money left in savings. And we thought, okay, well, we have to do the right thing by his parents. And so we moved out into this tiny, tiny little apartment in Round Rock, Texas. We had three months worth of rent. That was it. Three months worth of rent. And one of those three months was the deposit. You know how you have to pay first and last month's deposit. So sitting in our bank account, we had just paid first and last month's deposit and a damage deposit. We had one month of rent. That was all we had sitting in our bank account. And Eric and I thought, what is going on? And so we prayed and we told God, we're like, look, you said resign. And we resigned. You said move to be near family. We moved to be near family. And you asked us to trust you. And and we have. And yet there is nothing. We have no money left, no good job leads, a baby on the way, rent that has to be paid, we have tried everything we know to do, and everything is tried up. And God, you are our only hope. What are we going to do? Wow. Well, just like Ahab and his people, you were faced with a choice, right? No. God put a choice right in front of you. Okay, are you going to have faith and trust me? Or are you going to turn to false gods and false idols and, and things that are not going to fulfill you in order to figure out this predicament? Are you going to go to people that don't know God's will, that don't know God's plan for advice, uh, seeking, you know, the best that you think that you can, can attain in life? Or do you come to that point where you say, Lord Jesus, I'm yours. You're mine. Let's get it together. <laughs> right? But, you know, it is. You have to come to the reality. I did that before we moved to Austin. When our life was just at the ranch, it seemed like every day and every day. And, and I had a little seven-year-old ask me, Mama, you're going to die. Everything I love dies. When you reach those points in life, Kathy, and that's basically where you and Eric were, it's time to just... Sit and, and search and pray and praise God for what you have already. 
Well, you were in quite a predicament, Kathy. No money, no jobs, baby on the way, no insurance, just moved into a tiny little apartment. I can only imagine that conversation with Eric's parents. Uh, You've been here for six months. (laughs) A little nudging there. Friends, when we return from our break, we'll find out what happened with Kathy and Eric. We'll also go back to our story of Ahab and Elijah and find out exactly what happened with the people and the drought when we return to Love Talk right after these messages. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know we all can use some happiness, some hope, and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Love Talk. Today we are talking about how God is good. But what do you use your voice for? A voice for good or a voice to make noise? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kathy and Eric were faced with a point in time whenever they thought they were following God. Okay, Lord, we're going we're gonna to move back to the States. Um, that's what you have for us. Uh, and, yeah, we're, it's going to be all all roses when we get there. We're going to find jobs. We're, it's going to be easy. Well, Kathy, six months in, you find out you're pregnant. You've got one month of rent left, and you have no jobs. What happened? <laughs> yeah, well, so we started doing a whole lot of praying. And, you know, so during these times of prayer, God really showed us two things because we were in a desperate situation here. And so first, God showed us that we had really relied on our own arrogant sense of self when we had moved back from Australia. You know, we assumed it would be easy 
for us to get a job ourselves. We had been obedient to God in resigning and moving back to the U.S., but, you know, it was easy to do because we envisioned it would be an easy transition. And so we, we trusted God for a decision but we and a, and a direction, but we did not trust him for provision. We thought we would just take care of that ourselves. Okay, all right, God, yeah, I'm listening to you. Now I'll take over from here. And And so during these times of prayer, we realized this second thing, that for the very first time, we were experiencing what it meant to really put our whole trust in God. And, and to rely on him fully rather than half-heartedly, you know, figuring that, oh, we would cover it if he didn't come through for us. But for the first time in our lives, we realized he was our only hope. He, he, he was our, if he didn't come through, there was no plan B. And so we either had to trust him and, and, um, and rely on him for provision and turn to him wholeheartedly for it. Or we could go scrambling around like a chicken with our head cut off, uh, trying to figure this out ourselves. And so we just pressed in and said, okay, God, we're, we're going to trust you for this. We don't know what you're going to do. And we don't know how you're going to do it because who on earth is going to hire a, a pregnant woman who um, by August, I was three months pregnant and, you know, in only six months, I was going to need time off to have a baby. Who was going to hire that? And um, anyway, it was a good period. <laughs> you know, at the moment, it was difficult. But what God taught us has impacted every area of our life since. So God got your attention. And, and he really, I'm not going to say made. I'm going to say he allowed you to choose because he gives us free will. Absolutely. You know, he allowed you to choose between wholehearted reliance on him or half-hearted reliance. What way, you know, one foot in, one foot out, or both feet in. And you and Eric decided both feet in. Well, Kathy, it sounds uh, exactly like the same position God put the nation of Israel in. That's exactly right. I mean, they were in a dire situation. Carrie, I mean, Evelyn, the, the water was drying up. The food gone after three years of no rain and, and no prospect of rain. Uh, it didn't matter how many sacrifices they made. Uh, Baal was not going to send rain. He was just a statue. He was a man made statue, completely impotent. And so Elijah stepped in and told them, he, Elijah stepped in and spoke to the people of Israel and basically said, you have got to choose between wholeheartedly turning to God or a hundred percent turning away from God and turn to Baal to help you. Uh, and, and he said, there is no other choice. You can't halfway turn back to God and continue making your 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 sacrifices to Baal. It will not work that way. Well, I tell you, I, I, I love this story of Elijah. He basically challenges Ahab to a contest. And, you know, I'm all about a contest, Kathy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know that every time you go to the basketball that's field. That's right. That's right. You know, Elijah, he, he says, hey, well, let's just let's just have a contest. 
and he's basically rubbing it in. You know, the 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 god Ball was depicted with a thunderbolt. And mm-hmm. he was supposed to be, you know, this god of fertility, this god of war, also the god of weather. And so he says, okay, well, if your god can produce uh, some fire here, then, hey, we'll worship your god. But he challenged him to this duel. And, you know, Elijah went before the people and he said, this is First Kings 18.21. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. And if Baal is God, follow him. Now, there were about 450 prophets um, for Baal at this time. And then there was Elijah for God. And so whenever they had this little contest, it was very interesting. Now, let's look at that verse again. How long will you waver? Between two opinions. The word waver comes from the Hebrew Hebrew word pesach. Did I say that right, Kathy? How do you say it? I think it's pesach. Pesach, of but course. Pesach. I don't know. And it means um, to fluctuate or hesitate. The word waver, fluctuate or hesitate. More literally, it suggests. Now, get a picture in your mind of this, friends. Skip, limp, halt kind of conveying this ambivalence of skipping backwards or back and forth between divided commitments. You know, those people who flit around and they can't ever make a decision between commitments or halting steps of maybe a person who is lame because of a wrenched or dislocated joint. Elijah says that these people have to stop limping and skipping between these two opinions. Make a decision already. Make a decision. So, Evelyn, have you ever had a point in your life where you limped or skipped or hesitated between (laughs) two opinions? A hundred times. A hundred times, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest um, turnaround that Van and I had was after the boys got out of college and, and we, you know, we began to live in a way that uh, was, I would say, pretty high society. And uh, had a big house on Cat Mountain, and you know I was the hostess with the mostess most of the time. And um, suddenly, the late eighties, uh, the real estate market just bombed, and uh, we actually had seventy-eight re- uh, rental units in condos and fourplexes, and. Every day, and it was in a corporation where uh, we had shareholders, and every day the phone would ring and say, you know that place over there on Burnett Road with uh, with 14 houses? I'm going to give my part of that to you. And it just got, every day it was bad news. It was somebody that was just giving up. And one of the things that happened was um, we determined uh, that we would live by the three-by-three plan. Uh, that we would actually live on one-third of our income, that we would save a third, and we would give away a third. Uh, and, you know, when you look at that, um, that's a pretty hard thing to do. And we did that till we retired. We had a, you know, good long time, uh, about 25 years to put it all back together and get back, not to the position where we live on Cap Mountain, but what we did, we went from one unit to the next unit and finally ended up at our lake house in Lago Vista. 
And so that was where we wanted to be anyway. It was, you know, God just kept moving us like on a checkerboard. <laughs> and, and you think, oh, well, what's she going to do today? You little sanguine in van saying, I don't know how I'm going to handle it today. <laughs> and, but you know, that's part of making decisions that deter, not just determine how God's going to, to, you know, respond, but to seek Him and praise Him that He is the answer to all of this anyway. You know, we can just figure out all these things, get us a plan. But I'll tell you, when you look back down, we have to look at where we are in America today. And we're just about where Van and I were back in the late 80s. And, you know, uh, it it is, uh, we're in some troubled times right now. And uh, we've got to choose. Are we going to be? What are we going to be? Are we going to be a voice for good or are we going to be a voice for noise? And, um, you know, we've got midterm elections coming up. I keep thinking about that. I've seen the signs all over, you know, big race, big Senate race here in Texas. Uh, Ted Cruz and Beto and, uh, you know, the signs are everywhere. And we have to make a decision. Is our is our voice going to be for good or is our voice going to be for noise? Now, Kathy. What did the people of Israel choose? Here they they are finally faced. They've got to choose either Baal or God. And there's a contest, a showdown that happens. What happens? Well, this is amazing here because you would think that Elijah would confront them and, and say, all right, how long will you waver between these two opinions? If Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But Carrie, this is what the Bible said. But the people didn't answer him a word. The people remained silent. They would not choose. And, you know, it reminds me of where we're at in America, because how many people are on uh, are are praying right now over this storm? And Mm. now what happens when the storm passes? Are they going to continue to seek God? It, you know, you can't, you can't just seek God when it's convenient. He wants us to seek Him with our whole life. And we have to use that voice. We can't, um, kind of limp between these two opinions. You know, He, God is calling us to make a choice and remaining silent is not an option. Well, and I think that's where people are today. A lot of times people are so afraid to speak up about the things that they feel passionate about, especially conservative people, mm-hmm. because uh, we don't want to be that clanging gong. Uh, we want our voice to be one that uh, impacts people for good. And when our voice sounds like the clanging gong, um, you know, we have a tendency to rub people the wrong way. So I think when we are talking about things that are controversial, we have to continue to remind ourselves to be a voice of reason and to be a voice for good. Now, Kathy, when we return, I want to look at some things about how God grants the people a voice and how God gives people grace. We only have one segment left in this amazing show uh, where we've looked at the story of Ezekiel, of uh, Ahab, and Elijah and friends you'll want to come back as we wrap up how God is good and how we can use our voice for good right after these messages here on Love Talk. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor of First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just a Jenner town. 
Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellis and Salazar, garage and body shop. At Ellis and Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellis and Salazar for over 55 years. Ellis and Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies, and we have been talking about how God is good, but but what does that really mean when it comes to using our voice for God? And we, we've looked at this story in 1 Kings about Ahab and Elijah and and how Ahab, things were skewed between Baal and God and how or Baal. Baal had 450 prophets, and it seemed like the people were following Baal and doing all kinds of crazy things. And so Elijah challenged Ahab to a contest. Hey, put Baal up against God. And in short, they they go up to, to Mount Carmel, and Baal puts down, you know, his his sacrifice and or excuse me, Ahab puts down his sacrifice and calls for Baal to to set it on fire and nothing happens. And Elijah even kinda kinda goads him a little bit, Miss Devil, mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, why don't you keep calling him? Why uh, what's going on? Why don't you keep calling him? So really he calls Baal for hours and hours and hours and hours and nothing happens. And then, of course, Elijah puts down his sacrifice and immediately calls on God and fire just comes down from the sky and, and you know, ignites the sacrifice as well as all the water that Elijah had put around it. It, it was an amazing display mm-hmm. of what God can do. And, you know, Kathy, I think that... 
you know, the people had to make a choice with their voices and with their actions, um, the Israelite people. And this is like the people who won't, you know, today we won't examine the issues at hand and we won't use our voice to vote. Um, we interviewed Judge Edna Stout on the show a few weeks ago, and uh, she was just so adamant about using our voice to vote in and to be compassionate about what is going on in our our neck of the woods as well as in our nation. So, Kathy, it's really not about choosing between one candidate or another. Help us understand that. Well, I mean, it's exactly what we see here with Elijah and Ahab. Elijah doesn't stand up and say, hey, everyone, you need to make a choice. You need to follow me, Elijah, or you need to follow him, Ahab. No, Elijah properly calls it out and says, no, you're not voting for me. You're not saying yes to me. You're saying yes to what I stand for. That is God. I am standing for God here. And so, I mean, I think this, the thing is the same today is that we, when we are going out and voting, we're, we're not voting for a one man or, or another. There is no man who's going to stand up and, and save this nation. But what, mm. when we are voting for a candidate, we are, while we are not relying on that candidate to save us, we are voting for what that candidate stands for. And does that candidate stand for God as the foundation of our nation, uh, God as the foundation of our Constitution, or does that man stand for removal of God from our, our, our courthouses, our schoolhouses, our marketplace? Uh, does that candidate stand for protecting babies or does that man stand for killing babies for any reason that might suit us? Um, does that man stand for marriage as defined by God or marriage as defined by man? And, and the list just goes on. And so what we have to do here is is use that voice. We have to stand up. God did not give the people an option to remain silent. He kept pressing into this. And what I love is that God showed himself mighty. He got their attention. He brought them to a place of decision. And even through all of the people's disobedience, uh, through all of their sin against him, their rebelliousness, God steps into that situation on Mount Carmel before the people of Israel and all the priests of Baal, and God shows himself mighty and loving and good, and the people fall face down before him in worship, and they use their voice to declare, this is what it says in First Kings 18.39, the people declared, Yahweh, he is God. Yahweh, he is God. And, and Yahweh is the name that the people use for God. Um, and so he brought them to a place where they had to use their voice and, and choose who they would follow and step forward and say, yes, I recognize God is God. God is good. I will follow him wholeheartedly. Well, you know, um, Kathy, that really is, um, Grace. Uh, one of the, I guess one one of the books I wrote two or three years ago uh, had a chapter in it that said, "Are you giving grace or just taking up space?" Oh, 
Yeah, wow. And uh, we have to stop and think about that. How is it that we can live in, in, in a culture like we have today where life in itself is just void of uh, any right to be placed into society, a life? Uh, we have a choice of making decisions. Our voice that we have that is so powerful is our vote when we go to the election place. But we don't go to the election place until we come to that place where God gives us grace and knowing that we were born for such a time as this. That is the thing, uh, Carrie, that uh, absolutely amazes me more than anything, that I was born in a time like this, that we've had 80, almost 88 years of living to the extent that God has given us, has blessed us, have tuned us, have refined us so that we could be a voice. When we look at the fact that we have been on the air in Austin on, on Christian radio for the number of years that we've been here, I never dreamed it would last a week or two weeks or a month. But it's because God has given us a heart for sharing grace, I think. And so the race is toward grace. It's toward that beam of seat. You know, that was one of the illustrations that Paul gave. Is, you know, how are you going to be rewarded? It's like being in a, a, a race or a football game or anything when it's over. What do you do? You go to the attention place where your voice is heard. And so, Kathy, when, when we think about that and we look at where we are in America today, what would your first suggestion be to people right now who are listening to us and any others that might bring them to the place where grace is real in their life? I mean, the the place where grace is real, that, as you said, Evelyn, that is the mercy seat of God. And going before the Lord and one, uh, you know, responding when God gets our attention. And listening, friends, that may be today in your car at home. You may go, okay, Lord, I hear what you're saying to me. I hear where you're leading me. I understand the position you're putting me in. I know that I must choose you above all else. And it's recognizing that regardless of our, our, our past disobedience, our, our past sin, the things that we've done is that he is extending that grace. He wants us to follow him wholeheartedly. He wants to pour out his blessing all over us, that he would be our God and that, that we would be his daughter, his son, his people. And then we can just stop wavering and hesitating and limping and we can confess God as God and accept the sacrifice that his son Jesus Christ made for us on the on the cross and we can commit our life to loving him to seeking him to knowing him to enjoying him it is the most wonderful life Evelyn yes. the life where we we receive the grace that he offers it pours out over our life and we're able to then pour it out over others Oh, that is so true, Kathy. And, you know, we always close with the opportunity for those who are listening to us or or reading us or seeing us on Facebook or wherever we are. (laughs) Even like we're out there now, Miss Carrie. What is it that, what decision do people need to make today in regard to being, listening, not being necessary, but listening to the voice of God and then doing what it is he's called us to do? 
Well, just like the people of Israel with Evelyn, we can't be one foot in and one foot out, right? We can't be have our toes dabbling over here in in what the world tells us is right and is good and have our toes dabbling over here in what God tells us is right and is good. You know, friends, it's e- kind of as easy as ABC number A. We literally just have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is God. That he came to this earth as a baby. He lived a sinless and pure life. He was fully God and fully man. He came here to save us from our sins. B is believe. Believe that he loves us and call on his name. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And C, commit our lives to loving him. Confess with our mouths that we know that we are sinners and that we need Jesus to come into our lives. Friends, that's it. You call on Jesus and you say, well, Jesus, Lord, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I am not perfect and I know that I need to get two feet in here to this world that you are telling me is good. And I want that. I want that. And friends, we say a little prayer. Lord, just come into my life. Lord, take away this sin. Lord, show me the path. I know I'm not going to be perfect. But I pray that I'll open your word and I'll find you in there. And you can transform my life from the inside out. Friends, if you've prayed that prayer, if you want to pray that prayer, if you want some more information, I would encourage you to call us on the love line, 512-249-6535. Or, and I would encourage you to find a church this weekend that preaches the Bible, that gets out their Bible, that looks at the word, that, that searches the word for truth. They're all over the greater Austin area. And if you have questions about a good church for you, call us on the love line, 512-249-6535. You can find us on lovetalknetwork.com. We'd be happy to share with you a Bible. Love Talk Network, you can find all of our former shows there, um, and you can listen to those via podcast. Mm -hmm. Friends, I would encourage you with this verse. In 1 Corinthians 13:1 it says if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but I have not love I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal I pray that your voice would be for good I pray that your voice would be one that listens to God first and then speaks because that is what God has shown you is the way Friends, thank you so much for joining us here on Love Talk. For my beautiful friends, Kathy Enderbrock and Mrs. Evelyn Davison, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. We are here on Saturdays on Love Talk. We'll see you next week. Have a great week.